It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Man, I've got a great discussion for you today. All right, so I wrote a cool little story uh, late this week. I think it published Thursday. Here's the headline. Numerous key figures suggest Lions program in strongest shape in decades. Decades. What are you talking about, guy? You know what? If you take a look at a lot of different factors and you think about where Penn State's program is right now and what potentially, look, they got to earn it on the field. We can talk about this in theory all we want, but what potentially could be coming over the next handful of years? It's it's really, really cool. Now, I'm going to talk more about that particular subject in the second segment because what happened was... This was interesting. When I wrote the story, uh, a lot of the comments on the story at DK Pittsburgh Sports kind of morphed into a playoff discussion. So I want to break that down a little bit because I'm here to tell you the way we evaluate Penn State football is going to change. It just is. It needs to change. It's going to change. You had better be willing to understand that the way we view Penn State football is going to change, all because of the expanded college football playoff to 12 teams. So I, I, this was a part of the story that I wrote, one of the numerous key figures that about you know Penn State having a particularly strong program. And I focused heavily on the fact that the playoff is going to expand to 12 and exactly what that could mean to Penn State with the way we view the Nittany Line program. Because the way we view the Nittany Line program right now and for the last 30 years, how'd they do against Ohio State? By and large, that's been the barometer. How they do against Ohio State? Because anytime Penn State, you know, for the most part, has had a successful season, it has included a win over Ohio State. 2005, uh, the Tom Bali sack led to the Orange Bowl berth. 2008, the Mark Rubin strip sack on Terrell Pryor led to uh, the Rose Bowl berth. 2016, The miracle blocked field goal returned for a touchdown led to a Rose Bowl. When when, when we think about a successful Penn State season, 
really for the last couple of generations, it has been about what did they do against Ohio State and how that impacted the season. That's going to change. It's going to change going forward because of the expanded playoff to 12. And this is what a lot of the comments on the story kind of discussed. And I wasn't necessarily you know, thinking it was going to go that way. I wrote, you know, eight or 10, 12, I don't know, however many key figures that are in Penn State's favor, favor. But the playoff discussion is really what seemed to jump out to a lot of people. So that's what I want to hit on today. And I'm here to tell you, I've, I've been, I've been writing and talking about this for the better part of at least three years. Listen carefully to what I say. This sounds ridiculous. This sounds as ridiculous as it gets, but it's absolutely true. Penn State doesn't ever have to beat Ohio State ever again. Not ever. Now, this is starting in 2024. I should have prefaced that when the playoffs expands to 20 to 12 in 2024. It really doesn't matter if Penn State beats Ohio State ever again. They can lose 100 consecutive games to Ohio State, still make the playoff, still have a chance to win a national championship. And so when I talk about the way we judge the Penn State football program and how it needs to change and how it will change, I guarantee you, folks, you need to jump on board with this. And I know it's foreign and I know it's weird. And I know in the back of your mind, some of you are saying, Geiger, they still got to beat Ohio State. They don't. They don't. Not ever. Especially in the regular season. Once the playoff expands to 12, Penn State's path to get into the top 12, I, I, I hate using the word easy. Nothing is easy in sports. Nothing is easy in the Big Ten. But we are going to need to get used to the fact that Penn State can get to the playoff almost every dadgum year by going 10-2. and two. Lose to Ohio State? Really lose to Michigan most years if they're still playing Michigan. We'll see how the schedule plays out. 10 and 2 in the Big Ten traditionally would have gotten Penn State into the final 12, you know, 75, 80, 85% of the time. And that, my friends, is what we're going to have to judge Penn State football on going forward. Now, might they run into Ohio State in the playoff? Okay, there's the bugaboo. That's the asterisk that I'll mention in all of this discussion. But the way we view the future success of Penn State football, I'm telling you, it will not be the game against the Buckeyes. In 10, 15, 20, 30 years, once we've gotten a couple of decades or more into an expanded playoff of at least 12 might the playoff expand to 16 down the road, maybe, but at least 12, we will judge the Penn state football program on how often it gets to the playoff and how occasionally often it can make a run into the playoff. James Franklin talked after the 2018 loss about becoming elite. Penn state is not an elite program. Uh, It slipped very far away from being an elite program in 2020 and 2021 with the bad years, but came back 11 and two Rose Bowl victory in 2022 finished in the top 12 would have made a playoff. Oh, by the way, Penn state would have made a playoff in 2016, 
beat Ohio State, lost to Michigan. 2017 would have made a playoff, lost to Ohio State. 2018 would have made a playoff, lost to Ohio State. 2019 would have made a playoff, lost to Ohio State. I want to focus on the 2018 season. Penn State finished 9-3, and lost to Ohio State, lost to Michigan, finished 9-3, and had one quality win all year. They beat number 18, Iowa. Nine and three, one win over a top 20 team. You know what? Finished in the top 12. When we think about how we are going to judge the future of the Penn State program, it is going to be how often are you getting into the playoff? And then can you, can you win a couple of games in the playoff every so often? You don't necessarily have to do it every year. So, so here's kind of the crux of what I'm saying. Penn State is not an elite program. It's never made a a four-team field in the college football playoff. Never. Come close, came close in 2016, but it's never made the four-team field. So you cannot consider Penn State an elite program. Penn State will not be an elite program just by finishing 10th or 11th or 12th every year and getting into the playoff and losing in the first round. That will not make Penn State an elite program. Here's what will. You win a couple games, two, three times a decade in the playoff. Because the way things stand now, if they go 10 and two, that should be out of the Big 10, good enough for a playoff berth, I'd say 75 to 80% of the time. And then out of, is if you make it seven or eight, seven times out of a decade, and three times out of that seven, you win two games. Maybe even two times out of the seven, you win two games. Maybe you disagree now in 2023 because you're so programmed to believe that being an elite program is getting to the four-team college football playoff, You know, maybe getting to a national championship game, and certainly beating Ohio State. I just don't believe when we're sitting here, hopefully we can have this conversation in 20 more years. I'll be 69 years old this year, that that that. Uh, that uh, uh, in 20 years, I don't really eat vegetables. I hope to make 60. I'm 49 now. I mentioned I don't eat vegetables because I really worry if I'm even going to make 60. So if we're sitting here in 20 years having this discussion again, I will have made 69. Very nice, very nice number. And I will, I will uh, have enjoyed getting to that figure, but I don't always live the healthiest lifestyle. Again, don't eat vegetables unless it's covered with ranch dressing. So, but my point is if we're talking about this in 20 years, the discussion will have changed. The discussion will be how many times did you make the playoffs? How many times did you get to a final four, which means you win two games. Okay. And that's what we will judge the future of Penn state football on. So I just thought that was an interesting discussion that kind of broke out in the comment section on my uh, story the other day. Uh, so I wanted to hit, hit, uh, you know, hit on that a good bit because we are so used to judging Penn State on how it does against Ohio State. And I'm telling you, as crazy as it sounds, even if Penn State loses to Ohio State every year but gets in a playoff and wins a couple games and gets to a national semifinal two to three times a decade – I'm here to tell you, I think that makes them elite, an elite program. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, I get to be the bearer of good news. I'm criticized a good bit by some Penn State fans. God, you're always so dadgum negative. That's two dadgums in this podcast, by the way. I feel like I'm Bobby Bowden here. I've talked to Bobby a few times over the years, and he likes to throw the dadgum in every third sentence or, or so. But I, I get this reputation of being a guy who's so negative about pins. I'm not, really. I'm pretty realistic. So I get to be the bearer of good news here because the story I wrote, again, the headline, numerous key figures suggest prime, Lions program in strongest shape in decades. I base that on, again, I got a bunch of figures here. Go read the whole story. It is good. But I base it primarily on these three factors. Recruiting, the talent coming in, excellent. Penn State's player development system, the way they improve the players physically during their tenure at in the program, excellent. NFL draft material, the players they're producing for the draft, excellent. There could be, I don't know, there will, I doubt there will be, but there could be three first-round picks next year if Olu Fashionu, Caleb, Kalen King, and, oh, who's the third one? Kalen King and Chop Robinson all end up having really big years. Sometimes you get a brain fart. That's just what happens when you're trying to talk live like this. So, hey, look, those three factors, influx of talent, development of talent while it's there, Outflux of talent to the draft. I think it's as good right now as Penn State has had in a long, 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 long time. If you're a longtime Penn State fan, you go back to the period of 93 to 99. Certainly the undefeated 94 season. That was a tremendous team. A lot of draft picks. uh, Really good, strong run from 93 to 99. And a lot of good players coming in and out of the program at that point. Then you go back to obviously the early to mid-80s when Penn State was one of the handful of great programs in this country. Winning the two national titles and and beating beating. Uh, extremely high quality competition, uh, very much uh, on a frequent basis. All right. So when you take a look at where things are now, 
all the players they've got coming in, the job James Franklin and his staff do to develop those guys uh, for the pros, and then uh, the the draft. There there are a lot of reasons for Penn State's program to just be on a roll here for three, four, five years. We think for at least the next two years with Drew Aller, and he is by far the biggest key to all of this over the next couple of years. I'm not going to sit here and predict that Penn State will win a national title in the next couple of years, but I will say that we will be talking a lot about the possibility of contending for a national title for the next couple of years, especially in 2024. I don't necessarily think so much 2023, but 2024, absolutely, if everything goes as planned. So again, I, I encourage you to go read the story. I got a lot of numbers here. Just for an example, you know, four, four is one, the number of starters back on the offensive line this fall. Hey, the offensive line is going to be really good. Here's another one. Uh, five. That's, uh, Sean Clifford was drafted in the fifth round. I still cannot believe that happened. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I'm still just floored. Uh, every, every time I see a headline or a story about Sean Clifford, Sean Clifford apparently now has Aaron Rodgers locker with the Green Bay Packers. Who in their right mind ever figured that you would say that? Here, a quick little story here. This won't mean anything to anybody, but I graduated from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock in 1996. Uh, I graduated, I went to school at the same time as Derek Fisher, point guard uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, won a number of NBA titles. He went to Arkansas Little Rock. Well, my alma mater in 1986, they made the NCAA tournament, had a guy named Pete Myers. Anybody, uh, any huge sports fans out there know the name Pete Myers? Anybody? Anybody at all? Hey, look, it's fine if you don't. Pete Myers was the guy who took Michael Jordan's starting spot in the lineup when Michael Jordan retired. Pete Myers from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. Like I said, that doesn't mean anything to anybody, uh, but it just entered the back of my mind when we sit here and say, hey, you know who has Aaron Rodgers' locker with the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> the Sean Clifford experience, that's who. So, oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, I got lost on a, a little bit of a tangent there. But, uh, hey, look, uh, Six, Penn State's ranking for the recruiting class of 2024 from 247 Sports. Number six class in the country. Phenomenal. 11 wins last year, getting to the Rose Bowl. Uh, 37. It's been 37 years since Penn State last won a national title. The path right now, the path. I'm just, I'm just talking specifically about the path, going back to what I discussed in the first segment, is going to be easier starting in 2024 than ever before, ever before. That includes the back-to-back undefeated seasons in 68 and 69 when they didn't win a national title, some of Joe's other undefeated seasons when they didn't win a national title. The path, the path to a 12-team playoff is going to be easier for Penn State than the program has ever had before. And if you can get a seat at the table, you got a chance. And then uh, the big numbers, $70 million dollars, $700 million. When I take a look at the, fu- the the immediate future of Penn State football over the next five to 10 years, and they released plans 
to renovate Beaver, Beaver Stadium this week, late this week. Uh, we're going to see it start after the 2025 season. They're going to spend $700 million on this, folks. That is an enormous financial commitment that can only help the football program from a prestige standpoint. So again, I am not, I, you know, I get to be the bearer of good news here. And only anybody out there saying, oh, Geiger, man, you're drinking all this Kool-Aid now. I'm not sitting here saying Penn State's going to win a national title. What I am telling you is that Penn State's possibility to be in the mix for a, a, a national, for a college football playoff and maybe a run at a national title in the next five to ten years is the best we have seen in a long long time. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the We Are podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Man, I feel like I'm talking about all this really good, cool, positive stuff this week. We, oh man, it's it's fun during an off season. We, we get to talk about a lot of really good, optimistic things. We're not coming off of a four and five season in 2020 or a seven and six dismal finish in 2020 when we get to talk about a lot of cool stuff. I want to ask you, what is your favorite part of the Beaver Stadium experience? Now, you can uh, comment here on the podcast. We don't get a lot of comments on these podcasts uh, on the website, but if you want to share your comment or you can shoot me a message on Twitter, an email, uh, cgsports12 at gmail.com. What is your favorite part of the Beaver Stadium experience. It can be the tailgating. It can be just hanging out with uh, friends and family. It can be the game. It can be the experience. It can be 107,000 people. It can be uh, wins, wideouts, whatever the case might be. Shoot me a message. I want to know because the Beaver Stadium experience is going to be changing a little bit here coming uh, coming up, and it'll be, it's going to be changing for the better really for the long haul. Uh, one thing I have been critical of Penn State and Beaver Stadium about for a long time is the place is a dump. You've heard me say that before for as phenomenal as it is with the 107,000 and, and the atmosphere and everything else. The stadium itself is ugly. It, it's a giant erector set. It's not a pretty stadium by any stretch of the imagination on the outside. Underneath, when you're walking around the stadium, it's an ugly stadium. The great thing about the stadium is when you're in the bowl and you get the experience and the atmosphere and the view, that part is, you know, really, that part is unrivaled, as the school likes to say. Now they're going to spend 700 million bucks on it, at least on the west side and some other improvements. So the Beaver Stadium experience, just think about this. It's going to take a few years. Project is not going to be finished until 2027. So that's, you know, four, more than four years from now, August of 2027, heading into that season. But if you think about, uh, just how cool that, all of that's going to be getting, to the point where you go to the stadium and it's not an ugly erector set. 
You know, maybe it's not so dismal and dilapidated underneath and you feel like you feel kind of dirty and dingy going to the I can't say speak for the women's restrooms. Maybe ladies, the women's restrooms are spectacular, but going into the men's restrooms and peeing in a giant trough like it's 1960 something is ridiculous. And it's it's uh, it's long beyond uh, past time for uh, those areas to be renovated. So I want to ask you, what's your favorite part of the Beaver Stadium experience? Uh, a buddy of mine, a guy I used to work with, talked about how, you know, you, you go out for games every fall and you sit in the same row with the same people every year. And those people kind of become, you know, they kind of become like your, your, your stadium family. You get to know those people over the course of many, many years in some cases, uh, decades in some cases, if, if you've gone to the stadium for a long time and you've sat around the same people. That part is really cool. I can't speak to any of this. I cannot speak to any level of this discussion because I've never been to Beaver Stadium as a fan. I've only been as a media member for you know, this will be my 18th season coming up. And so uh, I, I can't speak to what it's like for the Beaver Stadium experience in terms of enjoying the tailgating, enjoying the the fan experience. I, I go, I work. It's a it's a long day of work for me. But I will tell you this, and I'm not alone in, in this aspect of it. We're going to get a new press box and I cannot wait for that. They're going to redo the press box, the old old. uh uh, submarine battle station or whatever, uh, that the press box is the rickety thing. It's just in horrible shape. Uh, as nice as some parts of the stadium are, especially the other side, the east side, man, we go to press, we go to stadiums around the Big Ten and there are some places that have phenomenal press boxes where you just feel like royalty sitting up there. This doesn't impact, you know, hardly anybody, but just know that where we sit in the press is, is kind of depressing. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that part of the experience getting a lot better. But again, I, I want to hear from you. Uh, shoot me, shoot me a comment here on the podcast about what your favorite part of the Beaver Stadium experience is. How much are you looking forward to things changing? What, you know, what what things do you think are going to change? Basically, to keep you up to date is they've they've uh, approved seventy million dollars for the first phase of this. The whole phase is going, the board of trustees approved that the whole uh, renovation is going to cost 700 million or so. And when all is said and done, I hope that we, we will get to see a much more uh, appealing and, and beautiful stadium. All things considered, not just the atmosphere. One thing I'm not really going to get into much today because I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep this on the positive folks. I'm trying to be optimistic and all that stuff. Uh, board of trustees. Uh, uh, election. Jay Paterno, Anthony Lebrano, they hold on to their seats as alumni elected trustees. Allie Krieger wins uh, a seat as well. I'm not surprised at all. Jay and Anthony Lebrano have a lot of clout, uh, a lot of name recognition. I don't think they've really done a whole heck of a lot of good for the football program. Maybe, as I've discussed at length before, they truly are trying to do what's best for the university as a whole. But at the same time, uh, I'm not quite certain that they have the best interests of James Franklin and the entire football program at heart. Still, uh, his last name's Paterno. He's going to be able to ride that probably for the rest of his life. Uh, and Anthony Nebrano has 
has uh, made a name for himself with regards to being a, a loyal Joe Paterno loyalist and and fighting for that cause. And that's going to keep those guys on the on the board of trustees probably for a long, long time, because there is still a, a gigantic faction of Penn State fans that probably do care more about Joe's legacy than they do uh, anything else in the football program. But I did want to mention that that was some news that took place this week. Shoot me a, a line here on the comments uh, on Twitter text message. CGSports12 at gmail.com on email. What's your favorite aspect of the Beaver Stadium experience? I look forward to uh, seeing some of those here over the next week or so. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. I tried to be as optimistic as I could. I don't want anybody saying, boy, Geiger sure was negative about Penn State football today. Because that, <laughs> that absolutely was not the case on this podcast. 